Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A successful homestand ends with a win over Seattle. Kraken play-by-play voice Everett Fitzhugh will join us. And the Capitals now head west to start a tough trip a long way from home. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, March 7th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals closed out a three-game homestand Saturday night with a 5-2 win over the Seattle Kraken, perhaps giving the team some momentum as a daunting three-game road trip looms. Dmitry Orlov scored for the second time in as many games. Alex Ovechkin closed within two of Yarmir Yager for third all-time in goals scored. And Vitek Vanacek solidified his hold on the number one goaltending job with his second home win in a row. Perhaps most importantly, with 25 games to play, Washington increased its lead for the eighth and final playoff spot in the East back to 10 over ninth place Columbus. The Blue Jackets had closed the gap to just eight points last week, but now at 30-18-9, the Capitals head west to start a three-game Western Canadian road trip to Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. First game of the trip coming up tomorrow night against the Flames at Scotiabank Saddledome at 9 o'clock. On today's show, my conversation in the home radio booth over the weekend with Everett Fitzhugh, the radio voice of the Seattle Kraken and a hockey trailblazer, the first black play-by-play announcer in NHL history. He's from Detroit, went to college at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, where he began calling hockey, and then after school, he was hired as the voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones in the ECHL, his first pro hockey job. In September of 2018, the Capitals were coming off winning the Stanley Cup and began the preseason schedule in their title defense with a home exhibition game against the Boston Bruins. On that night, on my invitation, he called the play-by-play of the game at Capital One Arena. It was his first time in an NHL broadcast booth, but it would not be his last. In the summer of 2020, as the playoffs were starting in the bubble in Toronto and Edmonton, Everett called me with the greatest news anyone in our profession can get. He was going to the NHL, hired by the Seattle Kraken, to be their first radio play-by-play announcer. In addition to becoming the first black play-by-play man in league history, Fitzhugh made more history recently when he filled in on the television broadcast for Kraken TV voice John Forsland. Teaming up with color analyst JT Brown, they together became the first black broadcast team in league history. On Saturday night, he returned to the place where he called his first NHL game, Capital One Arena, this time as the voice of the visitors. Here now, my conversation with NHL barrier buster, my friend, Everett Fitzhugh. All right, Everett, joining us here in the radio booth. I got to ask, just first of all, here you are, year one in the National Hockey League. 
coming from Cincinnati, coming from Bowling Green, and now you've gotten to the point where, hey, you're a regular in these parts, almost <laughs> to the end of one season. Tell me about the Kraken's first year. Tell me about your first year. Yeah, the the, the team, I mean, record aside, results on the, the ice aside, the community support's been great. I mean, this is about as good as you can expect a first year to go from the support that we've gotten, from the success that we've had in the community, from the belief that we've had, the buy-in that we've had from the fans and the organization, and, and all throughout the greater Pacific Northwest. It's been awesome. Obviously, the, the record isn't probably where we would like it to be. I'll blame Vegas for a lot of that. They put a lot of pressure on the shoulders of the Kraken. But for me personally, I mean, it's been one heck of a year. I say this all the time. I feel like I'm playing with house money because I, I get to to do this for a living. And, and I re- I'm thinking back to the first game I did here, sitting in for you on the preseason game. And a lot has happened in that uh, two and a half years time. But the first First year for me has been great. I've met a lot of really good people. The the fans and, and everyone has been so supportive of me and my journey through this first season. So I I could not ask for anything better than than what we're experiencing right now. Now you've been doing the radio, of course, but you had a chance with JT to move over and do a little bit of TV as well. What was your first foray to television like? It was fun. It was good. I uh, I remember the first period. I had to remember that hey, you're no longer a radio guy. You can back out a little bit. So I, I think there was a lot of radio play-by-play that first period, but the second was was better, and I think by the third period I was I was rolling pretty good. So it was uh, it was cool to make history. Him and I being the first all-black uh, NHL TV crew for for that night. But I think more importantly for me, you know, JT and I have become really close over these these last eight months. So it was an opportunity to call a game with my friend. You know, I, I haven't called a game with with someone who I would consider a close friend since I was in Bowling Green, since I was in college. So to be able to, to sit next to him and share the booth with him, that was a real special day for me. Speaking of the journey, and you and I talked about this a little bit when you were here two and a half years ago, but being the first black play-by-play man in the National Hockey League, a lot of people have written about that. Now that you are here and you've done this, I mean, do you set something that you feel conscious of on a daily basis? Is it something that's kind of in the rear view a little bit? Tell me a little bit what that journey has been like to be a trailblazer, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think you're always thinking about it. You know, I've always been one of those people who I want to be seen as someone who is good because they're good. I, I want you to take me at my my profession, at my face value, what you hear on the radio, what you see in the community. That's how I want to be perceived. However, I do understand the position that I'm in, and I understand that there aren't a lot of folks who look like me in this sport, in this industry, and and, and definitely in this chair. So understanding that, I do see it as as an opportunity for me to help bring up and and help encourage that next generation of young, black, historically underrepresented population to get to this point. There's a lot of, of great talent out there, and I don't think they realize that there is a place for them in this game. And I think for me, that's the responsibility that I that I take on, is being someone who wants to lead and who wants to to help inspire that next person to become a broadcaster, to become uh, a media relations professional, to, to become someone involved in sports. You don't always have to play. You can be in the front office. You can do a lot of different things in the sport. So that's been a really cool uh, opportunity 
for me on this journey. I've seen a couple of other uh, uh, young black kids who are getting involved in play-by-play. Jason Ross Jr. is doing a really good job in Chicago with the Blackhawks as he's a part of that rotation. A couple of other kids in college, the college level that I know. So being able to see them and, and, and not saying that, you know, I'm the reason why they're there, but to say that, man, it feels good to not be the only one anymore has been has been great. And I hope that I have an opportunity to continue leading and, and being in this position. How many kids in college have reached out to you and say, I want to be like you? <laughs> there have been a lot. There, there have been a lot more than uh, than I would have thought. You know, it, it still takes some getting used to because I, I'm not far removed from being in the ECHL. And I remember sending those emails and, and those DMs and, you know, hey, I got your phone number from a mutual colleague. I'd love to, to pick your brain about the industry. And I try to answer as many of them as I can because, like I said, I was there. And I know what it's like to not have that response. So to be able to have those folks and those young kids reach out to me and say, hey, I love your broadcast. I'm in college. I want to get to that position. Any words of wisdom you can impart on me, that's that's a huge honor to be asked that. So I've had quite a few. You know, a lot of folks from Bowling Green uh, have reached out to me. So of course, you know, you're a fellow Mac guy uh, yourself being a, a Miami grad. So you understand that even though we're we're from small schools, we, we understand the, the impact that it has going to, to those places. So anytime I hear that and, and I read those emails, I kind of light up inside because I'm like, oh man, here's an opportunity for me to, to continue putting Bowling Green on the map or to continue putting, you know, young college kids, young aspiring journalists, uh, broadcasters on the map. One of the things that you and I have in common is the city of Cincinnati. If your days of the Cyclones, I started out with the Mighty Ducks, and that means we know what La Rosa's Pizza is. We know what Skyline Chili is. We know what Grater's Ice Cream is. The Bengals were in the Super Bowl. It didn't go as well, but as you told me, you were a little conflicted. See, you were in Cincy for five years, but you're a Michigan guy. You're a Lions guy, and that means... You're a Matt Stafford guy. I was rooting for Matt Stafford because of of everything that he meant to the city of Detroit. I think I wanted the Bengals to win, but I was a little bitter because they waited until I left. I was there for five years, and they gave me five terrible years. And then I leave, and then they mess around and go to the Super Bowl. So I think I was a bit bitter about that, but I think ultimately, you know, seeing what Matt Stafford and being a part of the community when Matt Stafford was in Detroit and and what he and his wife Kelly did for the city, I I think part of me was like, man, I hope he gets it because he's a a genuinely good guy. But the Bengals aren't done. I I think the Bengals are going to get back there. They've got a really good young team. But yeah, the Cincinnati in me wanted the Bengals to win, but I think the bitterness of them being so bad for so long when I was there kind of took over a little bit. Believe me, I'm older than you and I saw a lot more (laughs) bad. Believe me. Everett, you will always be a Capitals Radio alum. So happy for you and the success in Seattle that you've had and all the staff that you have with Ben Guerrero with PR and Lamont Buford, who I go back, back when the earth was cooling, he and I were working together. What a crew. So happy for you, Everett. Thanks for joining us here and good to see you back in D.C. Yeah, John, thanks so much. I mean, I, I, it started right here, like in this booth, the home radio booth here at Capital One Arena two and a half years ago against the Bruins in that preseason game. And I, I told you right before we I, I got in here, I said, man, this press box was a little higher back then so it feels good to to come full circle as they say man i appreciate it thank you he has such a positive energetic personality and a great call to the game breaking down barriers to make his dreams happen and dreams happen for others too and he's made 
NHL history. It has been quite a first NHL season for Everett Fitzhugh. It's the Caps and the Calgary Flames tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Network Air on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7 is at 8.45. Have a great Monday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.